You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. All right, here we go. Another week, another sermon. You ready? Ain't ready. You ain't ready. You didn't study enough. Wait, 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 no. You put in the work. You did your part. God, I need you. Use me. Use you. Use you for what? Man, did you see how Craig killed it last week? They could just play that video over. Wait, 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 wait. This is week two, man. We gotta, we're gonna knock this out. God, I need you right now. Calm my nerves. Help me. Wait, my shirt, is it wrinkled? All right, no, 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 no. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna walk through this. God, fill me with your spirit. Use me today, this weekend, in this moment. Three, two, one. Let's go. How you guys doing? Welcome, everyone. We got seven campuses all over Tampa. People watching online. Welcome to week two of the war within. Now, I feel like that was a little unfair. You guys all up in my head right now, man. That's, that's messed up. But... I don't know about you, but anyone else have a war going on in their mind? You know, statistics show over 60,000 thoughts bombard our mind every day. In fact, Pastor Craig shared with us last week some of the propaganda that's going on that is embarking on our minds and through, uh, whether it be the outlook on marriage, whether it be the outlook on sexuality or evolution or money or possessions, there are all these thoughts that are coming our way. And and this weekend, we're gonna talk a little bit about how can we guard our minds? Everybody say, put your guard up. Oh man, say it like you mean it, put your guard up. Now you know, if you don't guard yourself, you'll get knocked out. If you don't put your guard up, we've seen many people get knocked out. In fact, before we get there, God gives us a way to protect our minds. Because our minds are valuable. In fact, Craig Rochelle says this in Winning the War in Your Mind. He says, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. So it's very important that we protect what goes into our mind. In fact, here's what we know. What we think determines what we believe. What we think determines what we believe and what we believe we act upon. And so many of us grew up playing uh, sports and we know what this is, right? This is, a, this is a mouth guard, you know, I'm not gonna put it in my mouth because it's very old and it's nasty. But, but we were trying to protect something when we wore this. You know, if somebody came up and hit us real hard and, and so we wore it because we didn't want to end up looking like this. You know, that's funny, but, but many of us are walking around every day with our minds exposed to the father of lies. We're wide open. I've been wide open in my life and, and exposed myself to the father of lies. And I believe that God wants to help us with that. In fact, I believe this weekend we're going to learn some things because now listen, 60,000 thoughts. Here's what I need you to do. I need everybody to grab their phone, 
grab a pen, we're gonna engage. Come on, everybody, move, move, move. Online, grab a phone, grab a pen. Over the next 26 minutes, we're gonna focus in and we're gonna learn some things. Because see, here's the thing, and we're gonna talk about this later on. When you write something down, it engages your mind because now you see what you're thinking. And you have a better chance of remembering what you wrote down. And I want this weekend for us to create some thoughts. We want to create some positive thoughts this weekend. So everybody ready to guard your minds? Come on, say it like you mean. You want to guard your mind? All right, so watch this. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4. Pastor Craig shared this last week as our foundational verse. We're all human, but we don't wage war the way that humans do. We use God's mighty weapons. Everybody say God's mighty weapons. We use his weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments that raise themselves up against the knowledge of God. You mean to tell me God has some weapons that we can use? Now, when I see that word use, that means it's optional. In other words, I got to choose to use God's weapons. He has some weapons that help knock stuff down. Anybody ever played basketball and you're standing in front of the goal and you're protecting the goal? What do you do? You block the shot. He's got some stuff that knocks things down. God wants to guard our minds by knocking some thoughts down. You know, I was in the military for 23 years. In fact, shout out to all our veterans, all our active military reserves. South Tampa, what's up down there by McDill? And I thought about the weapons that I've seen over my 23 years. I've seen Tomahawk missiles. I've seen torpedoes. I've seen all types of uh, small arms weapons. But you know what? In the history of the world, you know what the number one weapon is? The watchman. It's the person standing guard. And if you drive down Dale Mabry, or if you go on any base in the world, there's a guard. And his responsibility is to inspect every single thing, person, car, underneath, around, depending on the threat. He's walking around because he realized there's something valuable on the other side of this gate. I got my friends and my family. I got, I got my Marines. I got my airmen. I got, I, got, I, got some, I got some people back here that I got to protect. So it's my role to guard the gate. And I'm here to tell you this weekend that God wants to guard our minds. He wants to G-U-A-R-D our minds. So let's look into the weapons that God has to guard our minds. Here we go. The first weapon is this, is we go to God with gratitude. Again, it's a tool. You got to use it. We go to God with gratitude. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Anybody want God's peace? Man, I need it. I need that shalom in my life. I need Jehovah shalom to show up in my life. It, ex it exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard. Everybody say guard. So God's weapon of peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. He wants us to replace worry with worship. He wants us to replace anxiety with adoration. 
How do we do that? We tell God what we need and we thank him even two to three times more for all that he's done. See, many of us pray every day, but very rarely do we thank God for what he's already done. And I want to challenge you as you sit down and you do your study. In fact, we have a tool here at Grace Family Church called the SOAR Journal. And in the sword journal, you write your scripture out, and, and there's a part to share what you're thankful for. Now, if anybody has kids, let's see how much important thankfulness is. You buy your kid a car, and they say, oh, Dad, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Daddy. You are awesome. And then they get in that car, and they tear it up, and then they come back, and they say, Dad, we, I need another car. What's the likelihood you're going to purchase? You're going to be like, no, bro, you didn't maintain the one that I gave you. Watch this. I want to share something with you. So when you're in your quiet time, you want to write out, God, I need blank. In fact, put it in your mind. What do you need God to do right now? What's your worry? What's your anxiety? What's on your mind? Now, over the next 15 seconds, anybody thankful to God? Come on, just raise your hand. You thankful? For 15 seconds, we're going out loud together. Thank God. Y'all ready? Everybody ready? So we, gonna, we already told him what we're worried about. Let's thank him for what he's already done. 15 seconds. One, two, three. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you woke me up this morning. I thank you, Lord, that the blood is running warm in my veins. I thank you, Lord, for my wife and my children. God, I thank you so much that you are my protector. You're my keeper. You're my strong tower. God, you are my refuge. God, nothing will ever separate me from the love of God that I have in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. And all of a sudden, my worries seem small. See, when we up gratitude, our worries and anxieties lessen. We up gratitude, and it says his peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. This blew my mind this week. Because, see, I'm one of those people, I get into my devotional time, and I'm sitting there, and I'm reading, and I'm praying, and I'm thanking God for what he's done. And then I get up, and I say, God, I thank you. Ooh, I got your peace all over my life right now. God, I thank you for this hot shower I'm about to take, Lord. You are so good. I thank you for my wife. We woke up this morning. You know what, God? I thank you for this hot coffee. It's sweet. I love it, God. And then I got in my car one morning a couple weeks ago, and I backed up, and I looked in my rear view. I said, Lord, I thank you for rear view cameras. I thank you, Lord. And I backed up, and I pulled off. I said, God, you know what? I'm going to put my favorite song on, God, because I'm so grateful right now. I'm full of gratitude, Lord. So we're going to listen to Jaira. You are enough, God. You are enough in Ralph's life. And so I'm driving, and I'm singing my song, and I'm driving, and I will be content in every single circumstance. God, nothing's going to bother me today. And I put my blinker on, and I turned, and there was some road work being done. And this gentleman rolled up behind me in his sports car, and he's flashing his lights, and he's pulling up on me, and he pulled around me, and he looked at me and waved, and it wasn't a friendly wave. And my gratitude went out the window and my attitude kicked in. I was like, oh, this joke about that. I'm about to get him. And I'm, I'm trying to get in front of him. And I, I got to the light and I thought, I lost all my peace. That quick. Because see, what we get from his presence, we have to maintain amongst his people. See, as we live in Christ Jesus. See, God is not saying, look, he wants to give you his shalom. He'll give it to you, but you got to live amongst people when you leave there. 
You got to walk in peace. You got to walk in forgiveness. You got to walk in holiness and righteousness. You just can't live anywhere you want. In fact, I thought about this. I said, Lord, how should I explain this? You know what? That guy didn't take my peace. I gave it to him. I gave it to him. We give our peace away. Oh, my spouse, she just, no, you giving her your peace, bro. My kids, they just, I can't. Stop giving your peace away as we live in Christ Jesus. So that's G. The second thing is this. We want to unplug from the world and, un- and plug into the word. We want to unplug from the world and plug into the word. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, faith comes by hearing. Everybody say hearing. In fact, put your hands on your ears. Faith comes by hearing. Point to ear. And the message, the message is heard through the word about Christ. In other words, I get faith from what I hear about Jesus. If faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. If faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. Now, you know, I, and I thought about our kids, man. I, I'm just kind of soft on kids. I got a grandkid now, and it's, it's when our faith is by hearing the word about Christ. Hey, parents, you know what? I, I know it's tough right now because we, we playing football, and we doing three-step drop, and we throw your hips, and we following through. Like, come on, boy, shoot that ball. You know, we run. But you know what? I, I'm going to tell you something right now. Clubhouse, they, they learning something about Jesus. Hey, zone, they learning something about Jesus. And I, and I know I want to be united Wednesday night and right now during this, they learning something about Jesus. Exchange, because here's what I learned. I got three kids. One of them played football professionally. Now, I, I don't say that to brag. Here's what I'm saying. All three of them have been successful in their own right. And every, not one time did they call me and say, hey, Dad, remind me about that three-step drop. You know what he called me and said? Dad, I need you to pray with me. Hey, Dad, you know what? Where's that scripture that you used to talk about? Because see, no matter where your kids go, they're going to need their faith. No matter where we go, we're going to need our faith. You know, faith comes by hearing. When we watched that baptism just now, we celebrated 380 people getting baptized. That's amazing, guys. That's crazy. And I was out there. It was awesome. But faith comes by hearing. Listen to this for a second. What if we played that video and, and rolled over it this music? Y'all be screaming, oh, get out the water. It's a shark. They're going to get you. See, faith comes by hearing and so does fear. So how do we plug in to God? We plug in through podcasts. We plug in through listening to the Bible app. We plug in to finding study topics. We plug in by reading books and watching God's word online. In fact, God's word is a weapon, guys. His word is a weapon. Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is alive and active, like a gate guard. It's alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. The Word of God judges our thoughts. What's judging your thoughts? What's, when, when that thought comes your way about your past, what, what is interacting with that thought to say, no, that ain't, that is, that's not welcome here? What's interacting with that thought that's telling you to, to sleep around on your wife? What's interacting with that thought that's telling you to watch the porn again? What's, the, what's interacting with it? Because the word of God is the judge of our thoughts. It's, it's the word. And so if we plug into the word, we have what we need in order to judge our thoughts. 
You know, you got your phones out. I want you to do me a favor. You know what? Humor me with this one, guys. Would you take your phone out and everybody, even if you're in a group, even if you've been in church a long time, even if you just text the word connect to 81313 because you, you're going to need to share it with somebody. You're going to need to talk to somebody because you might be in a group, but you need to invite somebody to a group because here's my next point. The way that God guards our minds is by us attending and engaging in church groups and accountability. In church groups and accountability. You know, it says this in the first church in Acts, Acts 4:32 and Acts 2, it says, all the believers were one in heart and woo. What happens when we're one mind with each other? No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. They met each other's needs because they were one mind. Here we go. Every day they continued to meet together. Every day? Man, Ralph, I go to church once a month, bro. Every day, for real? Every day they continued to meet in the, together in the church courts. They broke bread together. They ate together? Bro, I don't like people coming to my house. And they had glad and sincere hearts. They were praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the day those who were being saved. I, I tell you what, guys. You know what? I believe if we lived like this, a lot of more people would get saved. That's just my opinion. Because God was adding to their number. And then I asked myself, Ralph, does this reflect my Christianity? I need to work in this area, guys. And, and I serve at a church. And I'm telling you, I need to work in this area. What happens when we're one mind? Man, we come together and we worship. Well, what happens when we're one mind? We go to first step. We go to following Jesus. We, we connect. In fact, if you have not gone to first step, sign up now for next month. Go ahead and make it happen. We engage in groups. They met in homes. They shared everything. In fact, the care, and I, I run into this all the time, like, hey, man, why didn't y'all do anything about that? We didn't know. You got to be in a group. They shared their needs. They lived in community, following Jesus class. And some of you are saying this, Ralph, I tried it all. I've been around Grace Family Church 20 years. I, I've been, yeah, oh, Ralph, man, this, this, you know what, Ralph? You guys are so big. I hear it all the time. Well, you big. Well, get in a group. See, that makes a big church small. Because really, in the group, that's the church. Like, you're the church. We're not the church. You're the church. I'm the church. And when we get together, we have church. I'm going to say that again. You're the church. I'm the church. When we get together, we have church. Go to freedom. Man, you got some thoughts from your past. I'm going to tell you, heal me. Heal my life. I don't want to get into it. I don't have time to get into it. But I'm telling you right now, set me free from my past in freedom. If you have not gone to freedom, please go to freedom. Last but not least, engage in accountability. What is accountability? It's someone that opens up your life and they look at the books. My accountability partner, guys, I would, man, I don't know what I would do without that dude, man. For real. Because I can always give him a piece of my mind, even when it's something crazy. And he'll say, Ralph, you know what? That's some pride right there. You know, Ralph, there's some arrogance right there. See, I won't receive that from my wife. She, I, me and her be arguing about that. But my accountability partner can call it out and send me back to her hole and say, bro, get back on track. Have one mind. Here we go. Now, some of you have already unplugged. Some of you, you, you've heard it all before. Oh, he got up there and talked about groups. I thought Craig, Craig said that he was going to do nuts and bolts. That's nuts and bolts. But there's a little more. 
Now I want you to lean in right now. So God, the way that we guard our minds is we go to God with gratitude. We unplug from the world and plug into a word, right? We attend church, groups, and accountability. You heard it all before. Let's give you a new thought. When God changes us spiritually, it changes us physically. When God changes us spiritually, it changes us physically. In fact, Dr. Caroline Leaf says this in Switch On Your Brain. 75 to, eight, to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illnesses comes from one thought life. 75 to 98% comes from one's thought life. So God wants to renew your mind. Don't copy or conform to the behaviors and customs of the world because we're unplugging from that, but allow I think that's interesting. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. He changes you by the way that you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you. Everybody want to know God's will. It starts with your thoughts, which is his good and pleasing and perfect will. God can transform us by changing the way that we think. Now, I have in my hand some Play-Doh. What God does in us spiritually changes us physically. If this was your brain, it changes your brain. In fact, there's a term called neuroplasticity that says your brain has the ability to modify, to change, to adapt in both structure and function throughout your life in response to experience. So what that means is this, when things happen to you, it changes the way that your brain reacts. It changes your brain structure. And what happens at a deeper level, in your cells, your brain cells, you have billions of little neurons. These are the building blocks of your brain cells, all right? Each neuron has a neurological pathway represented by this line in between the neurons. Every time you have a new thought, the, your brain lights up. The brain cell lights up like this. It's like, whoo, that's a new thought. Oh, that's different. And these pathways start to create, and they create unique patterns. So when you have new thoughts, it looks like this. And so let's, let's explain it a little bit. So at the cellular level in your brain, this is happening. It's kind of like my granddaughter, Gigi. Gigi one day was sitting on the floor. And Gigi saw everybody walking around, and Gigi said, wow, I want to do that. And she did this. It was a new thought in her mind, and her muscles were like, wait a minute, I wasn't ready for that, and she fell down. And then she got back up, and then she grabbed something. And she said, her brain started to speak to her muscles, and now she's almost walking. Watch this. When we get saved, God gives us a new thought. It's not strong yet. You're not walking it out. But when you start quoting what he says about you, like you're the righteousness of God. Oh, man, that's messed up. You're not the, like you're the righteousness of God. Like you're, the, you're above and not beneath. 
Like, like greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Like when I got saved, I had one, one verse. It was lit up in my heart. It was any man that be in Christ is a new creature. The old has passed away, the new has come. And all of a sudden, that pathway gets hard and I'm walking it out. God changes us from the inside out. So many of us, when we hear a new thought, we don't have the strength to really respond. We're not going to sign up for following Jesus because it's like, no, man, I don't know. I don't know because our mind is somewhere else. But when we realize that we are a chosen race, when we realize that we are a royal priesthood, when we realize that we belong to a holy people, when we realize that the hairs on our very head are numbered, when we realize that we're above and we're not beneath, when we realize that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God that we find in Christ Jesus, when we realize that he is my keeper, when we realize that he's my refuge, when we realize that he is my shepherd, we start walking it out. We start walking it out for the world to see because he's changed our brain. Our brain is changed because we've accepted the thought. He's renewing our mind. I get, the re I get the reality right now that he's changing your mind right now. He's changing your mind about that relationship. He's changing your mind about them drugs. He's changing your mind about the alcohol. He's changing your mind about what your daddy said and what your mama said. He's changing your mind so that you can walk it out, but you got to receive it and walk in it. That's my God. Because when he found me, I was sitting down and I couldn't move. I was in darkness. But he wants to change your life by renewing your mind by the power of his Holy Spirit. And if you're a child of God, let's celebrate the goodness of God in this place right now. What's God saying to you? Philippians 4.8, he says this, fix your thoughts on what's true, what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. Fix your thoughts. He's not gonna fix your thoughts for you. You fix your thoughts. You fix your thoughts. You fix your thoughts on what's excellent and praiseworthy. How's your brain? How, how, how's your brain? How's your life been? Because see this last verse, I mean, this, this right here going to knock your socks off. We're going to bring this up. This is our brain. Bring it up, guys. New research shockingly reveals that unforgiving, resentful, pessimistic, negative thoughts cause memory trees in the brain's dendrites. I, I hate that I'm reading this out loud. To become sparse and thorny. They no longer look like healthy, abundant branches, sometimes referred to as major trees by neurologists and brain researchers. Do we have another one? No, that's it. The one on the left is thorny. That's that negative, resentful, pessimistic, negative brain. The lush brain is growing. It's blissful. Man, I think this is, this, this, man, I'm telling you guys, this, this is a game changer for me. When I, when I decide to think positive thoughts about who God says I am, it changes me physically. It changes my brain. Is your brain thorny or lush? See, the last one is we decide to live in Christ. God's not going to do it for us. We decide to live in Christ. Ephesians 4, 17, and this is the thorny brain. Listen to this. 
With God's authority, I say this, this is Paul talking, live no longer as Gentiles. Stop living like non-believers. That's what a Gentile is. Don't live like non-believers. Don't do what they're doing because they're hopelessly confused. They're hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts. Don't close your mind. Don't, don't, don't close your mind. God wants to renew our minds. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. We got a choice. See, see that's the thorny brain. Here, here's the lush brain. But that's not what you learned about Christ. That's not, see, how can you learn? You got you to read the word. You got to plug in. That's not what you learned about Christ. You got to be in attendance and engaged. You got to know what you learned about Christ since you heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off, throw it off, that sinful nature of your former way of life. I mean, throw it off, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and put on the new nature created to be like God, truly righteous. And holy. How do we win the war in our minds? It's up to us. We have a choice. The greatest gift God ever gave us is the gift of choice. We go to God with gratitude. We unplug from the world and plug into the word. We attend and engage in church groups and accountability. We allow God to renew our minds. And we decide to live in Christ. Let's bow our heads. God, we thank you that you have given mighty weapons for us to use. We thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit to renew our minds. We thank you, Lord, that when we live in community, Lord, and we walk in like-mindedness, it's a guard for our minds. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for our shalom peace, our Jehovah shalom, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Guard our heart and minds in Christ Jesus. So God, I pray for us all. As we leave this place, Lord, help us to carry your peace with us. Help us to live in Christ. And for some of us, as our heads are bowed, you're saying, Ralph, I've got a new thought. In fact, it's a reoccurring thought telling me that I need to accept Jesus Christ every campus and online, every campus and online. Man, if you have the thought in your mind that you would not go to heaven if you were to leave this earth today, I wanna pray with and for you. I wanna pray with and for you. In fact, let's say this as a family of faith, guys. Would you repeat after me? Just say, Father God, every campus online, nice and loud. Say, Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and take your right hand and put it over your heart and say, for me, today, I decide to live for you the best that I can. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. For more info, Check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. 
We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.